Set Free, January 2016, Watermill, New York, two years and seven months since my mother's death, age 33. I pushed out the glass door of Tracy Anderson's heated, humid workout studio on Long Island, swallowing back the tears that were ready to overflow. The sting in my nose told me it was already too late. I hid behind a brick pillar out of sight, or so I hoped, from the crowded studio. I bent over, overheated, even as the winter wind in the Hamptons froze my sweat. My ankles were anchored to the ground with weights, one and a half pounds on the bottom, three pounds on top of those, and I willed my heart to slow, the dizziness to abate, to just breathe. The music from inside the studio reverberated out. It was so loud. If the heat and humidity didn't overwhelm my nervous system, then the music clearly did. I wasn't quitting. We'd only just reached the halfway mark of an hour and a half class. I just needed to catch my breath before entering back into what felt like an alternate reality. After all, being at Tracy Anderson's watermill studio was a dream manifested, something I'd actively trained for a desire I'd had since before I knew it was a thing. I was in the middle of the ultimate experience, working out with the master I'd studiously followed for a year, a community I'd spent hours investing into, and I couldn't adjust to the fact that I got everything I thought I wanted, had asked for, worked towards, and it wasn't going to give me my ultimate desire. Me. November 2014. The natural light that streamed into our house in Concord was always perfect. It needed to be for the amount of heartache I'd experienced within its bones. I was lying on the queen-size mattress we had on the floor, moved from the girls' room into what was the master of the house even though it didn't have any closets. One of the many things about a 50s house that seemed charming to eager 20-somethings but ended up being an endless ache. How to best fit was a constant question in the house and very close friends with a more personal one of mine. Where do I fit? Too tired to do anything except gaze out the window into the backyard. I wasn't resting or even relaxing as those implied choice. What I was doing was what felt like my constant reality, surrendering. The dark night of the soul from the hero's journey always puzzled me. It's described as a moment in time of hitting rock bottom and birthed from adversity opening to our fullest potential. In the years after my mother passed, I hit rock bottom what felt like daily, every week, which meant my crash seemed never-ending, occurring almost within the same breath as the rise. Along with musical beds and bedrooms, we spent years accumulating IKEA storage solutions that mostly worked, and while my inner life was still in flux and with it an overwhelming weight, so much was actually going right. I had just dropped off the girls at their Montessori preschool and survived the drive, there and back, without having an anxiety attack, which looked like me white-knuckling it, sitting on the edge of panic with a persistent what-if that never actually happened. Nine months after I began, I finished my first manuscript and shortly after enrolled in a six-week mentorship program with a published author who first critiqued my story and then turned our time together into a personalized writing one-on-one course. My creative and intellectual brain were being nourished in a way they hadn't been since art school. I'd taken it for granted at the time and didn't realize how much I desperately missed it until I was once again creating something 
that wasn't with or for the girls, but my own. And per my mentor's advice, I was working my way through Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, a book that changed my life and offered an immense amount of healing. But my body, my body and my mind outside of art making were a disaster. It was a deeper exhaustion than a few hours of rest in the morning could cure. My mother had been gone for over two years, but I was still negotiating how to be a mother without losing myself, how to live without her. I wasn't sure anyone ever figured out how to live without another mother, friend, partner, sibling, pet, until they were gone. And if I existed in a vacuum with only myself to care for, with all the time and space and resources that I needed, then perhaps it would have been a moment, one dark night of the soul. But I didn't, and I never learned even before her death and before becoming a mother, how to care for myself and another. It was always either or, my needs or theirs, and I inevitably chose theirs. But I knew enough about balance to realize I needed to find my own missing piece. Based on my lack of stamina, sluggishness in my body, and overall weight gain since I had weaned Violet at the start of the year, I knew it was movement. That if I felt stronger in myself, I could show up with more courage and less fear, I just didn't know how. I only knew I wanted more out of life than lying in bed, gazing out a window, my only focus on surviving. I was at the point where, even though it was known, the discomfort was unbearable. October 2015. You mean you're sending me to a vitality week? I joked to Tracy's sister over the phone after she offered for me to pick out anything on the Tracy Anderson website on them, meaning like a pair of leggings. But I said what I did because I knew from Instagram that Tracy would periodically post challenges and the winner would attain a spot at one of her in-person four-day workout intensives at one of her studios. Her sister had called me randomly one Friday at the end of October. She wanted to ask some follow-up questions about an email I'd sent back in August to the customer service about consistent mold growth in the line of protein bars Tracy had distributed through Target. The funny part was I had never received a response to that email. Tom and the girls were in the car while we sat in almost standstill traffic on the way to a neighborhood camping trip. And while they were all agitated about the crawling pace, even before the call, I'd never been calmer. It was a familiar feeling by late fall. My body worked and spent from an hour of mat work and 30 minutes of dance cardio most days, but still grounded and vital. My jeans no more than something to cover my legs, cute, without the accompanying constriction I had been so used to. And the anxiety that had been my constant companion for years was manageable and afterthought. Wait, she said, as if caught off guard, but there was a smile in her voice. You're serious? You want to go to a vitality week? I mean, of course. I had been joking, but I was also very serious. Behind the steering wheel, I looked over at Tom in the passenger seat and mouthed, holy shit, I was shaking. Yes, yes, I sobered up, overwhelmed by the exchange. I'd really love that. Okay, um, I'm Tracy's sister, by the way. I know, I laughed. No more than a fangirl. Emotion pressed against my throat. I mean, you sound just like her. Let me see if I can ask Tracy or I'll call Maria and I'll let you know. No big deal. Tracy of the Tracy Anderson method and Maria, her second, who I'd never met, but 
felt connected to after dancing alongside her for months on the computer screen. Through the weirdest twist of events, I had somehow just won myself a spot at one of her vitality weeks by asking. I'm Jasmine Rasmussen, author and narrator of Saved, a memoir on purpose. Join me weekly for an oral telling of my novel, written in verse and prose, broken into short, digestible episodes. I'll guide you through my journey back to self. Click the link below to subscribe or go to jasmineleahrasmussen.substack.com to find out more.